Factual Opinion Podcast. I'm Thurl. And I'm Jamal. And will we keep it politically incorrect, but culturally necessary? Alright. So today, how did we get here? It's gonna break down <laughs> the introduction of the podcast of how it came to be. Yeah, pretty much, man. Like, like, you know, you was doing a thing for your school thing. And I was just seeing the stuff that you was posting, and I just thought you were doing it just on the sake of, you know what I'm saying, doing it, which I feel like you were, but it was mm-hmm. also at school, you yeah, know, it part was of it too. But, and I just felt like, damn, this real, like, this ain't no, this ain't sugarcoated, man. People right. are, you, you are discussing the faults and flaws of parts of our society. Women, men, you know what I'm saying, other people, other groups, and how this is affecting us, and it just, I had an interest in it, you know? And yeah. then from that point, like like we were just saying, you know, I had it in my mind, okay, this is the guy that I want to do my podcast right. with, like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, for and, real. And, and like you said, I get, like, I understand people uh, seeing it and trying to make sure, okay, see where it's coming from and make sure it's genuine mm-hmm. in a way, because watching stuff in society, watching what we see uh, in media, far as TV, news, so, uh, social media, seeing that stuff, and I was like, wow. It just seemed like everything was just so fake and convoluted. I was like, nobody's being real anymore. No, no. So not only that, we see, as far as within black society, because there's no black community anymore, the family has been destroyed, and nobody's speaking on like how it got there some of the uh, social issues and, and dynamics between black men and black women and actually spending time on that and seeing how it applies to also the sexual marketplace, how it applies to uh, men setting standards mm-hmm. and, and actually not only setting standards, setting standards, goals, and maintaining those. Because oftentimes we are set standards and goals and we are deviate from it. Mm-hmm. Also not accepting low value women. We would have to go in to unpack that because automatically when people hear certain concepts that are not used to hearing, they reject them. Of course. But all of that was kind of like sticking out to me. And like I said, through my assignments, taking sociology and psychology, and I was like, okay, already thinking I could play off of them by taking the classes together. Then I was like, well, I didn't want to deal with the boring content of talking about these old white philosophers that they uh, teach to us that are the founders of these thoughts. And I wanted to kind of like get something that was new, that was uh, modern, that that you could take it and apply those same concepts to, and you could teach the kids today to where they'll be engaged with it. Exactly. So, <laughs> and it kind of played out and led to this, which I'm I'm happy to have because it in doing so in having those those posts and those discussions it was kind of like was not th- like therapy but an outlet. Yeah. It felt good to get it out, get my thoughts out, and to I guess validate them in a way to other exactly. people, other men like yeah. <laughs> and even women, even women was like, yeah, even though, like I said, not used to hearing those ideas put in that way, they would want to reject them, but they had to say, I'm not lying. Yeah. yeah. So it felt good. And then when you hit me up and was like, hey, if you want to do the podcast, I put it out there that I was like, or I can turn this into a podcast. I was going, going to do a podcast, but not actually having the structure and you were already doing the music stuff. Yeah. And I knew you had the understanding. So. 
it worked out perfect. Uh, and yeah. then to see that you were about your business, <laughs> uh, it was even more. Yeah. So that's more like having that initial conversation with you was refreshing because not only was it uh, a different uh, perspective, it was something that we both could bounce off each other. The dynamic was good mm -hmm. and we could grow Definitely. together. Definitely. So. I could tell by the way we interacted in comments that I knew we was gonna have the chemistry, man. You know what I'm saying? As far as being able to to do this, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And to elaborate on what she was saying, like a lot of times you would you don't wanna see like you have an answer. You have the answers, but you have a perspective. Mm -hmm. You see certain things, you see, damn, these things are being marketed only to us. Why is the worst in society being marketed to us? Mm -hmm. Why is the worst things in society being depicted as us? Why is this stuff, and you see the psychological effects it has generationally. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Generationally up until this point. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you can talk to people, and then when you talk to people, people peck you as a know-it-all. People don't really want to hear mm -hmm. you know, a lot of what you're saying. So you want that outlet to say, hey, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I do have an opinion. And I do think if you took the time out to listen from a logical standpoint, mm -hmm. then you would at least see that it's credence in what I'm saying. I'm not just talking because I got lips, you know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of times people don't, you know, I, like, I'd rather just have an outlet that people could decide whether they want to hear the content or not, as opposed to trying to have conversations with people that might not be ready for those conversations. Right. You see what I'm saying? And it's no, it seems like there's no longer any social discourse as far as society in general. Uh, we know other cultures do it privately or whatever, and we don't have any of that. Yeah. Even the quote-unquote institutions where it should be done is not like the black church or black colleges or whatever community groups. It, it's not really being talked about in a real way. It's that political correctness, and if nobody's a, everybody's afraid to have an original thought or be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. And not even in the context of right and wrong, when I speak about things, even with, with the facts, it's about being uh, what, I, what I would say center, because I could be off center. So in talking with somebody, I can adjust and get back align or whatever or I could be and people may may perceive or comprehend what I'm saying to be off but to bring them to center or whatever exactly. but it's never uh, like right or wrong yeah. because you always have to be open and willing to adapt and take other matters mm -hmm. of opinion yeah. and another, my, another outlet that I feel like this is it's a sharing of information you see what I'm saying? It's a yes. sharing of pivotal information. And you see often, right? You see certain people on social media, right? That are positive and are doing positive things. Mm -hmm. And they'll post things like, you know, generational wealth, you know, business, be a business owner, do this. Mm -hmm. But you don't really see them posting how you got, how did you get your credit to get a business loan? Yeah, to get or how it. did you get here? Mm -hmm. You know, don't just tell us you're here. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, yeah. That's, that's corny to sit here and say, you need to do this. You need to do that. You as a black person need to do this. You see, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But you're not telling them 
Not with how it. you how you how you did this? How you met somebody and they did something with your credit and then you went over here and got a loan mm -hmm. and this is how you did it? They're not you're not showing them the steps to say hey if anybody else wants to do this this is the way to do it. They're not telling you that. Right. You see what I'm saying? So this is the outlet for you to hear that. You know and, what I'm saying? And that's where address and attack breaking those generational curses and those uh, social popular norms. Yeah. Because also everything that's popular isn't is right. Isn't righteous. Yeah. No, it isn't or even righteous. what's normal. No. Even what we consider normal or whatever, that isn't where we should be. Certain things we should be adjusting uh, for the dynamic of our own individual lives and for the social group exactly. of black people. Exactly. So, and that's why this was like needed, needed. Yeah, needed, needed. And whether they understand that it's needed, or not, because the good thing about a podcast is that we do this because we like to. Yeah. So we can do this every day for years <laughs> and nobody can watch and we're still going to do it. So eventually, yeah. you know what I'm saying, people going to go and they go, but we like generally said, like having our conversation amongst ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to cut the camera on because we got to talk. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of the conversations we have off the camera, people like, damn, we should have been recorded. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But, like I say, man, it's stuff that we like to do, but the biggest thing with me, you know what I'm saying, is that I like to give out knowledge. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I opened this business, I opened that business, and mm -hmm. appear like I just got money like that to be opening businesses. Right. But a lot of times, yeah, people found ways to gain capital. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not just... It's not just a person opening a business. So in those instances, or real estate, or the car business, or any business, it's opportunity to gain knowledge and applicable knowledge. Not yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Not just the, you know, I did it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how that's, and that's how it comes off to me like. And that, and that again, uh, with the destruction of the family, the family dynamic, if that is destroyed, then we have no more sharing of information and experiences amongst each other. Yeah. You don't have uh, the father breaking down what it is in life that he's been through and how he got to what where he where he is and uh, establishing a business or having a family business and then the child going into that. We don't have that anymore. And vice versa for the woman. Mm -hmm. The woman is pretty much now today has has been co-opted and made into keeping the continual cycle of the family being destroyed because women are the anchor of the family mm -hmm. and they're destroying the warrior class of men mm -hmm. along with the social programming and conditioning within society. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have uh, any context of that as far as research and uh, looking through history, and you're just going off of pure emotions, then anybody, anytime you hear somebody speaking out against it or pointing at certain factors that's leading up to that, you're automatically going to reject it. Mm -hmm. It's automatically, you hate women. It's automatically all, that, all the negative stuff that you try to do and say to silence information that's for, for, for you, that's gonna help you, ultimately. Ultimately, man. <laughs> and people don't, they don't, and people are comfortable. People are comfortable with being ignorant. Yeah. So you gotta just 
You know, those people, you just like, hey, this is why you give people a choice. Like, people mm -hmm. have a choice to want to listen to this. People have a choice to never listen to us talk ever in life. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And that's your choice. Mm -hmm. Not saying that listening to us is going to automatically make you successful. It's not going to automatically do anything for you, uh, any of that type of shit. But what I feel like it'll do is give you a perspective to say, hey, maybe I was looking at this wrong, or maybe I was going about this wrong, mm -hmm. or maybe I was, you know, whatever. Maybe, let me reach out to these guys. Yeah. They, they will help me in any way they can to get me in the right direction. Right. You see what I'm saying? Try to, try to improve or whatever. Yeah. Anybody that knows me on a personal level knows that I constantly share information. I don't just come around people to bullshit, per mm -hmm. se. Uh, I love to laugh at Anybody else? I'm not no uh, people. People, I guess my social media and, and and what I talk about gives off that that appearance that I'm serious and I'm anal about stuff. But no, I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> always laughing and joking or whatever. But I do ask people or uh, engage with people about what it is that they do, what it is that they're interested in, and if I have information about that, I share it with them. Mm -hmm. But like people open information. People don't know, even know to appreciate that type of shit. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are so accustomed to people that seem like they have something mm -hmm. being a way, like, oh, you know, get it like I got it type shit. Yeah, go and they, it they actually applaud that shit though. Yeah, if you really, if you really sit back and just look at your social media, and you see like certain people who like in business or do certain stuff, mm -hmm. and like certain stuff they post. Like everybody goes like, but part of that is because it's follow culture. Yeah. If you can get three or four certain people to follow your shit or to start following, hitting like on you, then everybody else is gonna do it because it's people want to feel like they in that mix. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if you got four or five guys, you know what I'm saying, that kind of have that cachet, so other people want to see, want to be a part of it, you know, or mm -hmm. feel like they associated with it for its benefits, like. That's another thing, like, people got to understand, like, people very rarely ever really like you. Yeah. And that's what I had to learn, like, it's certain people, like, bro, Tony, like, everybody likes them. You can't not like them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you're not one of those people, right, in life, most people aren't going to like you. Yeah. The difference is how they express it is depicted upon the benefit of you. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, a lot of people. How is it beneficial of being around you? Being around you or mm -hmm. being associated yeah. with you. If being associated with you doesn't have a benefit, then I'm going to express my dislike for you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Did, but uh, if, like, uh, what it is like, dislike, or indifference. That's, indifference, that's yeah. Simply the three. Yeah, or indifference. Yeah, so people dislike you already. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, right? Because you're opinionated, because you stand on what you say, and because of that, that gives people a feeling like, I don't like this motherfucker. You think you know right. everything. Or this, or that. But people are going to not really express it if you're somebody that is connected or somebody that can help them mm -hmm. with something or somebody that they think they could borrow some money from right. or something like that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But if you... If you're like that and you just like, you know, it is what it is and people don't see a benefit of going out their way to deal with you, then they're going to express their dislike or indifference, whether it be overtly or subtly or on some Internet shit or something like that. They're going to express that. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, like you could say two people, right? Two guys that are business owners and this and that. Right. But 
one person, if certain people like their stuff and they seem like, okay, I done seen, I don't say names, but I done seen this person and that person and that person and they all in that little stuff. So I'm going to start trying to get close to that person mm-hmm. in hopes of I can be in that inner circle now because now clout means more than money. Right. You see what I'm saying? Clout yeah. means more to people than money. Mm-hmm. So to feel like they associated with certain things and certain people, like it makes them feel away. And this is what I know for a fact. Most people ain't got money. Not real tangible money. Mm-hmm. Like they can, they might have a position. They might have a business. They might have, but they don't. Yeah, where they rarely comes, ever have that comes into understanding, tangible money. Yeah, that comes into understanding so what is capital. People don't under, understand what that is. It, exactly. And even with that, it's the difference between capital and having money. Yeah. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a difference. Like, you know what I'm saying? Have, you can have. Uh, People will network into the millions, but they don't have liquid cash. Cash, yeah. Or you can say, hey, you know, I got a business that I started or whatever the case is, and now if you invest in me, you invest in you invest in me, I got capital, but I don't have I don't have money. Mm-hmm. I can't go buy a Bentley because I just got thirty thousand dollars. No, I got capital towards my business. Right. You buy a Bentley with money. I had, <laughs> I had, a, I had a similar uh, discussion like that on social media with a guy, and they were trying to break down like uh, Amazon. When he started initially started off, and I think they put it, it was like from 10k, 100 something billion or whatever. And I was like, well, at 30, he, his net worth wasn't 10k. And they were like, oh, well, how do you know? I was like, come on now, <laughs> you don't uh, pool together money and and able to launch a business to to get there with only having a net worth of 10k. If you look at, if you go into his actual history and look at his parents, his parents had money. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So he had assets that he, at that time, he wasn't attributing to his his net worth. Mm-hmm. And they were just going off of what he may have had at that time in the bank. Right. Yeah, a bank account statement or yeah. something like that. So the, I get what the meme was trying to express, but we get lost in that. And then we try to compare ourselves to that, not understanding the full dynamic of that situation. If your parents can get together and hand you $100,000, then you need to chill on talking about your net worth is only ten k And appreciate it. That doesn't even matter. Yeah, that doesn't even matter. I'm going to tell you what I don't like about that is that you see it with people that we know. Oh, a family man, grandparents, parents, been had money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you come along, yeah, you're doing things. You're doing really what you're supposed to do. You're taking your family's foundation and you're moving it forward, but you're not breaking generational curses and you didn't get out of the mud. So stop saying that. You're not right. breaking a generational curse. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people, people don't people don't really address that. They'll say the term. Yeah. They the generational curse to them in their mind is just being poor. Poverty. Yeah, yeah. As long as they can get out of quote unquote poverty, they think they are breaking the generational yeah. curse, but it's not. It's not. This breaking the generational curse is Changing the trajectory and the, changing the total trajectory of where your family has been mm-hmm. to something else. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, if your grandfather was was in your life, first of all, mm-hmm. first of all, if your grandfather was around, you was able to learn things from him, get knowledge, do whatever you had to do. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that was passed down to you. How the fuck are you breaking a generational curse? You weren't cursed. At all. Like, you were blessed, considering the state of people. Right. You see what I'm saying? Then on top of that, if they left you anything of business or some money, no, 
he broke the generational curse and you carried it over. Because right. I'm quite sure his grandparents weren't able to do for him what he did for you. Right, and that goes, what I'm that goes back to our other conversation as far as we, right now, since the actual community is destroyed, every generation is having to start from the beginning. Yeah. Because we're not thinking in the mindset of breaking that uh, that uh, generational curse and getting away from those social uh, popular norms. Exactly. Because right now it's popular that your child can decide uh, whatever it is they want to do and go to college or pursue whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And you're getting away from whatever it is that you're building. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So if you start a business and then you go let your you let your child go and become an artist, then all that's doing is keeping that same cycle within that within curse. That curse yeah. Because it's perfectly fine to let your child do whatever it is or they pursue whatever it is they want to do, but understand mm -hmm. generationally you got to add to this business and carry it on and then pass it to your your child. Yeah. If it's art, whatever it is that's your passion, then you take that, go do your art after you Establish my business and keeping that going. Go do your art and then implement that art back into the business. Exactly. Whatever your passion is outside of the business needs to come back into, into the, the business. business. But yeah. the business needs to go on. Yeah. And that's how you get rid of a part of that generational curse. curse. Another thing is, bro, we break generational curses just by being in our children's lives consistently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You already breaking a generational curse. In certain magnitude. That's why I brought back the fact that if you were allowed to be raised under any type of patriarch, you know what I'm saying? Of yeah. any sort, whether it's a grandfather, father, uncle, anybody mm -hmm. that's a man that you could model and mold yourself after, then you're not breaking a generational curse. You're pushing a generation forward. But you're not breaking a generational curse. Yeah. Breaking generational curse. curses is saying, like, and I can only use myself as an example. There's only one person on both sides of my family that ever graduated high school, and that was my father, who was a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's a gen I stay on my nephew all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't let your grandfather be the only man that ever graduated high school. Right. That's breaking generational curses by even putting that in his head, by being there to say, hey, you know what? You're going to be different, and I'm going to make sure that. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm going to lead by example. This is what you call a break of the generational curse because I had nobody to lead me. Right. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I'm quite sure you didn't have anybody to lead you. I'm not, and I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that is where the difference is. We, there we was no blueprint. Single mom, and I, single I, I wish I had a grandfather to say, hmm. That's how you fix stuff. Yeah. That's how you treat people. That's how you deal with people. That's why you open the door for lady. I, I never had none of that. So I have to teach that into my kids why that's important. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That is the break of the generational curse. And people get away from how important that is, how important it is for a child coming up to see um, what that is. Like, culturally, we're like, oh, we don't know where we came from. We don't know our lineage. Okay, how can you say that? But in the same vein, you won't let a father come around his child or you keeping the father away from the child or whatever. Or you have men out there that uh, walk, away, walk away from their families. How do you not see that that's important for that child to see both sides of where he came from, what it is 
uh, that you do, the life experiences that you've had. A lot of times people be more concerned about themselves, man. Like when people do shit like that, whether that be a woman or the man, that's manipulation for the other party. Right. So if a guy says, well, I ain't gonna do nothing for you or the child, it's because you're not doing what I want you to do specifically. I mm -hmm. want you to do it. I mean, like, you're probably trying to deal with another person. You probably literally really want to move past us and get into uh, or heal yourself for some time and then mm -hmm. get some up. So once niggas know when a woman done done. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Niggas know when a woman done done. And once you in that stage, the only thing a dude can do in most cases is try to say, well, I'm not going to financially support. But, you know but what I'm here, here's one of the main things that's not, that's often, well, not being said and isn't spoken about. All right. If you have young people <laughs> who who are having sex uh, unprotected or whatever, uh, even protected, at some point in time, a uh, pregnancy scare or whatever gonna come up, mm -hmm. okay? So if that young man then tells that woman, hey, I'm not ready to be a father, uh, I don't have anything that I can put into a family, mm -hmm. and then that woman knows that she can work the system in her benefit, keeps the child, even though the man, had, that young man has told her, I don't want this, I'm not ready, but then you do it. How can you then say that that man isn't shit? Also, because they got the leverage. That's what you just Yeah, said. they got the leverage. Also, also the yeah. <laughs> also, those two may not be on that level. Yeah. They could just be having sex. Yeah. No, no real. Uh, commitment or uh, trying to build with that person they just haven't said passing time or whatever mm -hmm. until they figure it out and then you're trying to trap and force a man into oh you need to step up and be a man oh you need to step up and be a father and then you got a court system basically a white supremacy system that will come in and back you up and say okay not only will we force him to pay but if he doesn't pay then we're going to criminalize y'all having a child you know what else is crazy though? I, just because you said something about it, right? You can only do 90 days in a county jail. Anything over 90 days, you will have to enter SCDC. Even if it's driving them, even if it's, uh, if it's uh, misdemeanor crimes. Mm -hmm. Like, meaning if you got a, a, a driving under suspension, an open container, and some weed, mm -hmm. and they you don't have no money to pay the tickets and they actually sentence you to jail for it. Yeah. If you have a judge that doesn't like you and say, hey, I'm running all these charges concurrent, I mean, consecutive, mm -hmm. meaning that, you know, 30, 30, 30 and it's 120 days, you're going to prison. Oh, See wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to prison for driving a yeah, suspension. You're not going to leave a, you're going to get a prison number, but not be a convicted felon. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right? Keep okay. Yeah, that's But, but I'm about to tell you what's crazy though, unless it's child support. Yeah, child support, you can go, you got people that's in county jail for a year for child support, but they can't send you to prison. Why is that? Think about that. They can incarcerate you, but they can't send you to prison. Why? Why? I don't know. I, I never <laughs> understood it. So that makes you question the validity of whether they even, if it's even, I don't want to say constitutional, because I don't see any constitution why you could back that. Well, you can incarcerate me over a child. Right. You see what I'm saying? You, you're basically criminalized for having children. And here's the thing. 
you will have so many women that run out and say um, that they need equal treatment, they identify as feminists, blah, blah, blah. But you never see them at the the courthouse or at the, um, what is it, the, uh, the little child support place, and they're not speaking on, okay, let's abolish child support. Of course not. That's because the man, if the man can't afford the child, then he he gets prison time, gets the license revoked, and all that all good that. stuff. If the woman can't afford the child, she gets, she gets government benefits, she gets child support from the guy, and she gets a housing benefit, all these other benefits and stipends and stuff for that woman. Or, if she doesn't want the child, she can abort, abort them or put them up for adoption. Exactly. The man, the man has no, nothing that he can say. If he say, oh, well, I don't want to have a child, you got to then be full. You need to man up. That's the leverage, man. So once you do that, once you give somebody that leverage, of course it's going to be abused. Definitely. Then you're going to have those uh basically mercenaries that go out, find men, and try to get them in these traps. And then the first thing people will say, both men and women, oh, well, you should have practiced uh, safe sex. You should and such and such. As if they never lived life and understand things happen. Yeah, these things happen. We understand, yeah, in a perfect world, he shouldn't have did X, Y, Z, but why is it that we now have laws in place and a system that criminalize having a child and benefits women and and criminalizes men. To to already express it though, it takes welfare. Or, or, it yeah, takes it destroys it. Even it destroys the welfare us because you know what I'm saying. In a situation like that, if you a person of some substance, you know what I'm saying, and you got something going on, you get some money. Nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying, whether they be quote unquote good women or not, like you're gonna encounter people that are materialistic. Mm -hmm. And if they aren't materialistic when you meet them, once you introduce them to certain things, they're gonna become materialistic. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And ultimately, everybody wants money. Mm -hmm. So if people see an opportunity, like like I, like even selling cars, you see it. Like people include that shit on their income, and that could make the difference to whether you even get approved or not. Right. You see what I'm saying? They include it on their income, but the man that's paying child support can't include it in his tax taxes. No, that's crazy, right? They can include it as a monthly. Hey, I receive such and such, you know, and. It does make a, it does make a difference in their approvals. <laughs> number one and number two, like people really look at that as income. So if you look at it as an income, why why do, why people don't think that more women will go out and look for that type of quote unquote employment? Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what make it you even worse, it bro. I'm gonna tell you what make it even worse, bro. I done been in situations, right, where I be you know talking to somebody or whatever for whatever reason, like um. They, you know, need some money or some stuff like that. And if they got kids by somebody mm -hmm. and they like say, like, let's say it's a situation and you need a couple of dollars, I need 200 300 dollars to handle something. They're like, well, I ain't got it. I, 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 like, oh, I'm getting child support tomorrow. I automatically feel a way about them because it's like, why are you so eager to give child support money to the next nigga? You feel what I'm saying? Like, you not even looking at this. So, a lot of women, bro, and they're not going to admit this. But once women get child support, bro, that shit don't even be about the cat child. That is an extension of their income. Right. And it goal, and it's made to, it's not even looked at like, okay, just to, just to break my point down, right? If it was vice versa, 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nigga, uh, I don't feel like men would would be on some shit like I'm about to get this two hundred and fifty dollars of child support and give it to my chick so she can go do what she need to do. Like, mm-hmm. nah. I don't got no money if that's the only money I got because I'm not about to. I don't. I feel like that's wrong for you to take. Oh, you know what I'm saying? If it was vice versa, I'm gonna take my kid's mom's money that she works a job for that's taken out of her paycheck. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? To give it to you for whatever? That's fucking ridiculous, bro. And the fact that so many people, so many people think that way. Like, dog, if you are dealing with a woman that has kids by somebody else. And they are receiving child support. I promise you, you can get that money if you fucking. Yeah, I promise you, you can get that money. <laughs> Yo, if you made it to the end, comment, subscribe, smash that notification button, and follow. Give us five star reviews, man. Ain't no fucking threes <laughs> and twos, five. <laughs> we want is five. Five with nothing else. You know what I'm saying? You just give us nothing. Check for us on all social media platforms. That means we out here. Holla. <laughs>